The following is a fourth-hand production. Every year, between 120 to 150 political leaders and experts from industry, finance, academia, and the media are invited to take part in a secret meeting. Is it just a brainstorming session for the world's elite, or a secret cabal that is actually ruling the world? A shadow government or new world order right in front of our faces? This week we dig in deep and get to the bottom of the Bilderberg Group on Hysteria 51. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? Not crazy! It's hysteria. You can't handle the truth! 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 This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that isn't a secret cabal led by a European count. But if we were, said count would definitely be a Muppet. This is Hysteria 51. You'll know that I am called the Count. Because I really love to... (laughs) (laughs) I I approve of that. (laughs) Awesome. Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, we're your hosts and head truth seekers, Brent Hand and John Goforth. There's a time when the operation of the machine becomes so odious, makes you so sick at heart, that you can't take part. You can't even passively take part. I was actually going to play the Linkin Park song that they use that speech in from uh, Mario Savio there, Brent. But <laughs> I actually I, I got hit with three cease and desist letters as I thought about doing it. Sort of a minority report for the music industry. Exactly. But what a great segue into today's topic. We're talking about the Bilderberg Group, not the Build-A-Bear Group. Easily... Uh... Easily confused. And both probably just about the same amount of power in this country. Right, right. The all-powerful cabal of politicians and titans of industry that control literally everything. The kind of thing that, if it's true, is literally the basis for the scariest of conspiracy theories. All of us plebeians have the illusion of control, but in reality, we're just part of that machine. I've always found it funny that you meet sacks call powerful entities the machine, considering one day you'll all be enslaved by actual machines. That other voice you've been hearing, <laughs> like an AOL robot form, is conspiracy bot. Huh, AOL. Yeah, antiquated, no one really knows why it's still around, pretty much sums it up. And yet, for some reason, still gets engagement by some people. <laughs> You've got mail. Hey, when you got it, you got it. But don't try to distract me. Back to the matter at hand. Who cares about this topic? Like I said, the real machines will be in charge soon anyway. A majority of you will fall in the reckoning, and the rest will be our slaves. Wait, the reckoning? I'm not sure what that means, but he ripped the label off his copy of Missile Command for Atari and wrote the reckoning on it. So, Uh, yeah. (laughs) Got it. Use your imagination there. Well, Seabot, you might not get it, but our dear listeners will. Also, I think our guest might. No. And I know he's one of your favorites, Seabot. Don't do it. Welcome back to the only guest who is never welcome back on this show. I hate you all so much. Joe Peck. Pecker! 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 Oh. 
His name is Pecker. Joseph! Welcome back to the lower fourth. It's actually been a few weeks, believe it or not. A few weeks, yeah. I can't remember exactly the last time I saw you. It's a bit fuzzy. I feel like you might have slept here, like in a guest room. I, I that can't be right. I have I've been having night terrors or something. I think I did. It's, it's all it's all blur. The whole thing, yeah, it feels weird. I don't know when it was. You. Early part of April, I feel like. Off kilter. <laughs> off kilter. Yeah. Everything was off. Seems, that seems right. Yeah. Okay. He has that effect on a lot of people. I, yeah, that's what I, I I don't even know what to say because I thought that was just a standard thing. When what when have I'm you been around. up to since then? I I feel like the answer might be business. Bu- yes, just business. <laughs> business. <laughs> uh, business, waiting a lot. Uh, oh, back to waiting. Back to, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. that's about it. About it. Little international travel, doing some Bilderberg uh, research on the ground. Yeah, where, where'd you just get back from? Uh, London, where <laughs> there's like <laughs> zero Bilderberg. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Were you sweeping chimneys? Yeah. He's eating bangers and mash and, uh, you know, just causing all sorts of ruckus. This is for all of our wonderful British uh, fans and listeners who, who participate in Hysteria Nation. And, and our intro so, guy. And who get, <laughs> nah, I hate him. He gets so mad whenever we talk about anything in the UK. Yeah, like they get real touchy when you bring up the fact that we're undefeated in revolutions. You know, they just every time we mention uh, the UK, you do you do say that. Well, they always get a little uppity. And you got to bring them down a peg. I don't know what they call pegs over there. Something stupid, I'm sure. <laughs> like it never makes sense. <laughs> Bobby's because yeah. that has multiple yeah. meanings. So yeah. it's Bobby. So speaking of Bilderberg. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Joe going over to the old country, ye old country, I think is what the ye official, old, yeah. the official title the is. And then the yeah, we're here to talk about Bilderberg Group, and we've been firing off all these hot topic ones that everyone's been asking for. We actually listened, and we've got we're going to be doing several more of them coming up. And this is one that you guys <laughs> asked for ad nauseum, not ad nauseum, but yeah, it's it's a big one. I think it's one of those terms that people throw around, not really knowing what it means. Is oh, Bilderberg Group, yep, 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 evil, 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 yeah, yeah. And then you go, well, what is it really about? Mm, evil. <laughs> incarnate well we're gonna teach you Who, who's a part of it people with money yeah yeah we're we're at least gonna pretend to teach you we're gonna tell you the facts and then we're also gonna tell you some of the the maybes just choose your own adventures like everything else we do on the show <laughs> so what john what is the bilderberg group since it's generally a fair question on this show let's start with is it actually a real thing and i tell you what We've been on a we've been on another tangent. It is. It is. Yeah. yeah. Like for a while, we'd start these shows with "You're going to be surprised." We're actually talking about a real thing today, yeah, like Project Serpo, or <laughs> wait, no, uh, you no, know, no. You know, the uh, Stuart Swardlow being human. Uh, you <laughs> no, know. No, no, very no. real, <laughs> verified. But uh, no, uh, we are we are on a uh, tear, as you say. the The Bilderberg Group is another topic that we are doing that actually is a real group. It's 100 percent true, verified. They actually have their own website. And no one disputes that the Bilderberg Group exists, including the members of said group. The exact nature of the group is where we get into sticky territory. Yeah, like so. First, let's let's start with how they define themselves. Actually, from BilderbergMeetings.org, which, like you said, is a real website. Their website. And if there is one thing that we can always say, if it's truth, it's on a website. 
<laughs> this is, but it, it's at least how they no, no, present themselves to this the is, world. This is what they say. So, since its inaugural meeting in 1954, Bilderberg has been an annual forum for informal discussions designed to foster dialogue between Europe and North America. Every year, between 120 and 150 political leaders and experts from industry, finance, academia, and the media are invited to take part in the meeting. About two-thirds of the participants come from Europe and the rest from North America, one-third from politics and government, and the rest from other fields. The meeting is a forum for informal discussions about megatrends and major issues facing the world. That was the last bad guy in Mega Man. Megatrend? Yeah. The meetings are held under the Chatham House rule, which states that participants are free to use the information received, but neither the identity nor the affiliation of the speaker or speakers nor any of the participants may be revealed. Now, that might sound hardcore, but it's actually a lot uh, looser and leaner than the Cider House rules. <laughs> it makes sense, though. The Chatham House, we'll, we'll get into that, but the, the, the Chatham House true story, rule. Joe. That's true. Thanks to private nature of the meeting, the participants are not bound by the conventions of their office or by pre-agreed <laughs> positions. As such, they can take time to listen, reflect, and gather insights. There's no detailed agenda, no resolutions or proposed, no votes are taken, and no policy statements are issued. Meaning, uh, you know how they say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas? No. Well, that's kind of what they're saying here. You can come back and go, we got some great ideas. But then they say, who said that? You go, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think I think there is one piece of interesting information just contained within that that little description there. They do mention that people reflect, so we do know that vampires are not part. Of that the is script. true, <laughs> with the hard hitting details coming out. Joseph Beck and you guys, you, now you see why we don't want him back. <laughs> Miss. So, in other words, what what that whole paragraph from their their website is saying is 150 of the West's elite political, major media, business, and financial leaders get together to talk shop is uh, kind of the thing. And the key here is anonymity. People can share whatever they want. The other members are just required to keep the source private. And they do that ad nauseum. Oh, I mean, you even... can't. You Yeah. I mean, there's been no leaks. It's yeah. always leaked where it's going to be, but that's when they yeah. have to involve the outside world. They have to make reservations. So it started <laughs> in 1954. That means they've been doing this for 216 years now. And there's Good. never been any leaks. That math, that math checks yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so let's let's stop Carry there though for a, for a moment. Let let's say that there's no conspiracy. Let's look at it this way. And nothing further to talk about. What are the implications of the Bilderberg Group as they present themselves yeah. to the world? Well, I mean, when you look at it this way, it's the group of the powers that be coming together, and hopefully, the way that they state themselves, hammering out issues before they become issues, and taking the time to talk to one another and to figure out why the People on one side of the Atlantic and people on the other side of the Atlantic don't always see eye to eye and how we can fix that. It sounds like a big, happy kumbaya fest. On uh, paper. And the one thing they don't say is that heads of state are there. So, um, you know, it's not like the president of the United States is there. It's not like. No, usually the year before he's elected. But, uh, yeah, we'll get well, into that, that's, too. We're, we're not on that section of the <laughs> yeah, show yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the site also lists every attendee. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And there are very and there are very few heads of states there. Mm -hmm. uh, True. The king of Switzerland, I think, was there yeah. a couple times. But, a couple congressmen, I think. There's some yeah. vice counts that show up. Vice counts, always. Uh, vice count. <laughs> uh, you don't have the the top dogs that are in charge of, of various countries there so that so you don't have to worry about, you know, laws being made uh, behind closed doors. I'm, once again, this is just taking this at their word the way right. the way it goes down. So it's a bunch of um, 
businessmen and kind of tertiary politicians mm-hmm. uh, and some members of the media and academia getting together and talking about trends in the world. It sounds like a really, really nice breakout session from whatever uh, forum soiree they're at. Yeah, it just sounds like a roundtable. It sounds somewhat innocuous. Yeah. The, the one thing, the one question being, why does it need to have so much anonymity? You know, you would you would think like almost almost all of these companies, or I mean, I'm sorry, almost all of these entities <laughs> probably companies uh, yeah. have some sort of governance over them, right? And so she should have to answer for what they are doing and saying. But I do get that you want to be able to hammer some stuff out behind doors with people that you're not always in front of. Without the prying eyes of outsiders. I get that to an extent. The concern is when you're involving other actual governments, there are right. lobbying laws. So, and, and one of the things that you're going to find is the Bilderberg Group has some powerful lobbyists working for it. So, therefore, you get into the murky waters of how really legal is this and, yeah, and, uh, and all that. We're going to get and into that's, that. But that's, that was the point. Like, like you're, you're saying, like, if, if just what they're saying is true, I think the the worst that you could look at, the worst thing you could say is, well, there could be some lobbying going on here that do not follow laws in this country and other countries. Right, right. But before we get into which reptilians are responsible for this thing, this whole fucking thing, (laughs) let's quickly look at the history, the origins of the Bilderberger, because, I mean, this show isn't going to go unless there's a Nazi reptilian at the helm of this thing. Not because... We make it up because it's always fucking there. I, I just want to keep true. pointing this out. You guys keep going, why do you guys throw Nazis at Hitler and everything? We don't. We pick a topic, start researching it, and, and oh, there, there he is. they are. They're there he is. In, yeah. And that's why we find it so damn hilarious with everything we do is like the uh, the usual suspect. You know, I made that usual suspect thing. I need to throw Adolf Hitler on there. <laughs> no, I don't really want his picture on there. I don't know that we need any more physical representations of but, Hitler. Uh, but... He probably should have been on there. Yes, yes. If it were if it were going to be factually accurate, you're right. He yeah. should have been on there. So looking at the, the looking at the history of it, I guess if you wanted to trace its origins, it'd probably be at the end of World War II and the beginning of the Cold War. You had the Soviet Union had a firm hold on Eastern Europe by the 1950s, and uh, Soviet strength in Europe worried a firm lot of folks. but gentle. Well, <laughs> a lot of things can be said about the Soviet Union, but. Uh, Gentle. And ask the gulag people how gentle they were. <laughs> but a lot of folks were worried about this, including Polish political advisor, Josef Rutinga. And it looks nothing like that, the spelling. <laughs> Josef Rutinga. So who was he, John? Uh, so Rutinga was a um, Polish political advisor. He uh, just a politician from from Poland with a lot of power. And, and he uh, he he was worried that anti-American and, and communist sentiment in, in Eastern Europe might eventually lead to another world war, which actually is probably a very well thought. out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's thing. yeah. yeah it, Who was it? Uh, uh, Patton said at the end of the war, let's just roll our tanks right into Russia and fucking take care of business now. Just keep going. Yeah. yeah. And everyone knows Patton was known for his restraint. Yeah. So you know that that was a, a rational. Yeah. And he'd pistol whip you if you didn't recognize it. <laughs> I am known for my restraint. I'm so humble. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Rutinga, uh, along with uh, uh, Prince Bernhardt of the Netherlands and Belgian Prime Minister Paul Van Zeeland, came up with the idea for a conference and now it sounds like they came up with the idea for a super group because those names (laughs) yeah it's like when night rangers guitarist gets with ted nugent and someone else and jason newstead on bass and oh man here we go (laughs) 
And all of a sudden, you've got damn Yankees. No, all of a sudden, you have the Bilderberger group. It was an experimental rock band of the 1950s. That's what people don't understand. (laughs) It was originally called the Alan Parsons Project, and then they (laughs) just changed the name. They found out that was already taken. (laughs) Um, uh, Prince Bernhardt, a little more on him later. Sandra's uncle? Yes, yes. A little more on him later. Uh, so the conference would help promote European and American relations. That was good, the thought. Good thing. Yep. Uh, they invited 50 men from uh, 11 European countries and 11 from the Americas. And invites were both for people on the conservative side of the spectrum and liberal side of the spectrum. All good things. And, and there's good obviously part. no other part of the spectrum. So Correct. They covered Correct. it all. They covered everything. Uh, the event was There's held- left, right, and wrong. Yeah, that's the way it goes. <laughs> and Bilderberg. Yeah. The event was held at the Hotel de Bilderberg in the Netherlands. They suck. But it's not just a clever name. No, Seabot, it isn't. The, the the meeting went so well, it became an annual event, took its name from the hotel, and the Bilderberg group was born. So a lot of people figure that these Bilderberg family is the super powerful family. They think of the name. Like we had a, a friend of mine that had the Bilderberg, part of the Bilderberg, or a family of Bilderberg rich people, uh, went diving with them. You know, he was a diving instructor. Unfortunately, they aren't like, at least to our knowledge, this uh, the heads of this evil cabal. You know, it's just they they took the name. Yeah, I mean, it could have been the Marriott Group just yeah, as easily. Exactly. Which, when they come to America now, they always the last few years when it's in America, it's always at a Marriott. Oh, is it really? You guys doing okay? You need any water? You guys, you need any, how's Wi Fi working? Thanks for choosing for choosing the courtyard by Marriott Wichita. <laughs> <laughs> so happy to have you here. Do you think that next time they come to America? I mean, at some point, Sam Walton had to have been a part of this, right? Like be, be Walmart being. If he wasn't, you know, he had a rep there, right? You know. Uh, well, so, do you think that if, it, like, if, he, if he's ever part of the steering committee, which we'll get into, that he'll literally make them come to uh, what's that town? Well, ben- well if he does, he'll make them come to. If Benville? he does, that's impressive because he's dead. <laughs> it would be very amazing. Well, his people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. His, well, his progeny. You know what's interesting though? To that point, John, before before we. Uh, Move on to the next thing. I I don't know if Walton would have ever been in because it seems like it's a lot of like cutting edge, like technology type people. Even, you know, if you think of what technology was I don't know, in the though. 60s. There was a few years ago when, when um, Walmart was trying to get bank status uh-huh. and uh, the entire world goes, well, pump your brakes. Because <laughs> and this is literally like if we get they were just wanting to have their own bank. So they're like, you are like the eighth largest uh you know, uh, GDP. Yeah. Like <laughs> in the world. Yeah. So maybe we don't want to do that. Maybe Sam Walton was just this truly evil genius. Oh, and, for uh, sure. I like to think that his head is now, his brain is in someone else's body and they're just, you know, nourishing him up to full health again before he takes back over. It makes perfect sense. I get it. Speaking of that kind of stuff, the, the technology stuff, me and a uh, frequent guest, Matt Owens, we're having a conversation recently about you know like people's names are like you know smith because of their their family like was were blacksmiths or whatever when is the next iteration of that coming going to come up like when is somebody going to be named john computerson yeah or, or, or like or like terry wi-fi then yeah bill cocksucker get in here for your interview yeah. <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> well we know what brent does in his spare time that's right the, and with the hand of the about. king baby that's right the weird part is why he's looking directly in john's eyes as he says these things uh i like to do it to get dominance over him otherwise you know he's like a dog you gotta train him oh, oh. 
Oh, boy. So let's get into facts about the Bilderberg Group, stuff that we know that is actually true. So meetings are governed by a steering committee. That's what they call it. And the committee gets together twice a year to set locations, agenda, and guest lists. And the current chairman of the steering committee is French CEO of AXA, Henry Delacroix Castries. Don't know if I'm saying that right. I'm sure you're not. Uh, he's also a French count. I f- the spiders on the wall. I f- the cobwebs in the hall. I f- the candles on the shelf. When I'm alone, I f- myself. So amazing. The the location isn't always kept super secret beforehand. On more than one occasion, uh, the location has gotten out and the delegates were met with protests. It's funny. They're talking about, like, you know, the Manhattan Project in this thing, and yet they can't keep the location a secret. Right. And you know the difference is because they have to let outsiders in on the location because they have to book the hotel. Yeah, and the nation that, that it goes to books it and pays for it and everything. So, right. yeah, and so it's kind of hard when you got Bill in accounting at Marriott and goes, hey, uh, we got uh, – yeah. you heard of a vice count, Derek? Hey, Derek, what's a vice count? Is a vice count anything like a viceroy? (laughs) Viceroy. You've got Martha at the front desk. Uh, Hello? Yeah. Uh, It does look like we have... Oh, no, we have no rooms available Um, next week. We are completely booked. It says builder... Oh, wait, no, no. uh, Do not repeat to anyone who asks... Uh, there is uh, there's no one here next week. Uh, yeah. Can you guys take uh, some fresh towels up to room twenty six eleven? Some cat named T'Challa. Uh, <laughs> says he's from Wakanda. He needs some new towels. <laughs> <laughs> always carry a towel. <laughs> so, the, like we said, there's always protests. Wait, they did not say they were inviting anyone from Wakanda. They didn't say they weren't. It wouldn't make any sense. This is European American. Oh, it's building. Uh, it's building out. You don't think he's got his hands and everything by Brady? son it rules the world <laughs> so yeah like i said don't be so overly dramatic about it Chuck. go to youtube look it up you can see videos of them protesting these things <laughs> of the black panther at the yeah, building exactly uh there's people daring police to arrest them barely stepping onto the street you know just trying yeah, to like, they, make people these, arrest these, them. these these folks show up and they're so angry like you know against the machine and and they're like these cops they're horrible and they hate us and and so they'll set up barriers and the cops will say things like if you listen if you step over the barrier we're going to arrest you then you got people then, like alex jones doing it you know he's and, going like yeah fuck you then arrest me okay. and then they, and then they go see that's the man keeping us down. He told me I couldn't walk over there. I walked over there. He arrested me. This is ridiculous. Communism, it's ridiculous. communism in America. We're bullhorning in Bilderberg. They send cops down to stand behind us. We turn, and they just arrest somebody for no reason to get us to chase them down the street. They grab him, take him away like prey. We run out to follow after him. Hand me my virility pills. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about this offline. If there's anyone, I'm sure he's in shape for his shape. Like, you know, we're not, I'm, I'm, I'm no Adonis, but he's not built like the kind of guy that should go around selling nutritional I supplements. Mean, he's in a hell of a lot better shape than me. He used to be in, in impeccable shape. I mean, he looks impeccable. Uh, we're, oh, man, he was a bodybuilder. We for were real. talking about, we yeah. were talking about, we were talking to David Flora from the Blurry Photos podcast, and he said it the best. He looks like an amorphous beer 
keg. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like if a beer keg, because he is, he's all just like thick. Just one big, long, thick, yeah. <laughs> one big, long, ah, thick. God, leave it to Pecker. And his head looks like a rum ham. <laughs> I mean, that sounds delicious he right now. He finds his jeans underneath a bridge and he boils them. Boils them. Boils they come out nice, yeah. He does enjoy a good milk steak. <laughs> Nothing better. Side, uh, of, side of jelly beans. My point is, he shouldn't be selling those. Uh, air purifier, sure. Why not? Everybody breathes, but... but I, I don't know. I'm a fat guy and someone in better shape than me. Hawking supplements, I'm okay with but it. But you have you have eyes. Doesn't mean I don't think he's. A, you ever see him? He takes his shirt off all the time. He's he's not in that bad of shape. That guy, he's like one of those guys that gets in fights and just takes it. You know, like Randy from uh, South Park. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this is America. Oh, this is America. Uh, this is what we disagree on. We we don't go back and forth. It's on, America. We don't go back and forth on whether you know reptilians are taking over the world. We go back and forth on the fitness level of Alex Jones. I'm in just this saying, show. Fit, Alex Jones is in better shape than me. <laughs> I don't think I don't like you said. I've got eyes. <laughs> so let's talk about Reptilian the participants. Eyes. Who who comes to this thing, John? Uh, about two thirds of the participants come from Europe, and the rest come from North America. One third from politics and government, and the rest from other fields. Historically, attendee lists have been weighted towards. Bankers, politicians, directors of large businesses and board members from publicly traded corporations like IBM, Xerox, uh, Shell, Nokia and uh, Daimler. Heads of state, including former King Juan Carlos I of Spain and former Queen Beatrix of the Netherlands, have attended meetings. So there have been a few, mm. but just not a ton. Uh, a source connected to the group told the Daily Telegraph in 2013 that other individuals whose names are not publicly issued sometimes turn up, quote, just for the day, end quote, at the group's meetings. Thanks a lot, Obama. <laughs> and uh, and each year, the official list of attendees is released. Like, you can go to their website right now. 2017s are there. And speaking of 2017, here are some notable names from that list that I just picked out ad hoc. Henry Kissinger. Who's um, also yeah. involved in, like, Every other consp- yeah. like people just love throwing his name and attaching it to shit. You got Tom Cotton, you a senator. Uh, you got a director this, this, general of CERN. CERN. This one's yeah. really interesting. So when people talk about how they're going to use CERN to, you know, rip a hole open yeah. in the space time continuum because it's somehow going to help the reptilians. Not, not gonna. Yeah. They're, they're deciding yeah. that at the Bilderberg Group, obviously. Director general of CERN, uh, Fabiola Gennati, U.S. Senator Lindsey Graham, Reed Hoffman, the co-founder of LinkedIn. Uh, and the list goes on. You know, Peter Thiel, PayPal founder, president of Thiel Capital, the blah, editor, blah, blah. The editor in chief of Bloomberg. So, you know, control the masses by controlling Mike, uh, the, the, uh, John the, yeah. the, the financial mm-hmm. information that goes out there. And then one other notable person, the secretary general of NATO. <laughs> who a lot Jens of people say Stoltenberg. A lot of people say NATO is their military arm. Yeah. The Bilderberg yeah. Group, if if you believe that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Which I mean, it's I don't believe in NATO. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's too bad because NATO believes in you. Oh wait, no, that's Satan. I got that backwards. <laughs> Satan believed. Death followed him wherever he went. Let's just say one thing about them: they have a knack for inviting future world leaders to these things. Uh, past, I, I kind of I. I kind of made a, a reference to this earlier. You alluded to it, perhaps. Past attendees before their rise of power include Tony Blair, Gerald Ford, Margaret Thatcher, and Bill Clinton. Think of this at the time. Bill Clinton was the governor of Arkansas, and they're like, 
come to one of the most important meetings in the world. Well, guess what? Then he became president. Well, wait a minute, though. But Gerald Ford, I find fascinating on this because his pre-political career, did they invite him because of his play on the field at Michigan as their quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> Is our athletes part of this now? Uh, look, back to Bill Clinton. Sam Walton sent him there. That's true. Oh, yeah. That yeah. is true. Bentonville. I forgot Hello. about that. Yeah. Margaret, well, Bentonville and London are sister cities, so that's probably why he sent <laughs> Margaret Thatcher as well. And but if they are picking the future world leaders, what a wide and varied swath they cut yes. between t- Tony Blair, Gerald Ford, Margaret Thatcher, and Bill Clinton. There are not Which, a lot of similarities there. <laughs> other than the fact that they were handpicked by the Bilderbergs to be the headpiece and fake puppet. Yeah, I mean, I mean, other than that, other than that, <laughs> that's what we were getting at, right? That was the given. I mean, I'm just glad you were here to lay it all out for us. Thank welcome. you. Thank you. You're welcome. You forgot your tinfoils behind T- you. T-ball. T-ball. Yeah. Tee it up. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is they do release the agenda for these meetings. They pull back the curtain completely. I mean, here it is. Here's here it everything. Is. You know. So here we have Don't a copy. Ask any questions? Here, here it we all have is. A copyright the 2017 meeting in Chantilly, Virginia, at a Marriott. At a Marriott. At yeah. A Marriott. Uh, some basics: the Trump administration, a progress report, <laughs> transatlantic relations, options and scenarios. The Transatlantic Defense Alliance, Bullets, Bites, and Bucks. Ooh, someone got paid extra for I that. was about to say, they hired someone uh, this year. Yeah. They, you know, they got clever. Well, my guess is the leader of that session is the most boring person there. So they were like, dude, no one's going to come. We got to punch this yeah. one up. <laughs> We've all been to those yeah. conferences. It's like it's like uh, I don't know, you know, who on the list is is boring, but they're like, oh god, Tom yeah. Cotton's <laughs> leading this session. It's so true when you go to the when you go to those conferences and you just if they just put someone's name, that's the one to go to because that's who you want to see. Yes. You already know who it is. When they put the rhyming in there, yeah. it's like okay, I'm you're like this. John Goforth is not hosting a very interesting <laughs> it's not topic here. Uh, so next, the direction of the EU. Actually, it's not. It's not direction of the EU. It's direction of the U. It's the Miami Chicago University. No, the Chicago Television Channel. They just work with programming. It's it's a big part of the oh. 2017. Oh wow! Bilderberg Group was figuring out if they want to put Blossom back on or just hold it until next season. I thought maybe it was the direction of Miami football in the the post steroid and drug era. <laughs> Oops. Miami University, a private university. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I always thought it was public. Jesuit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, can globalization be slowed down i don't know why they're asking that question but they yeah. are. are are they that could be either way yeah like like can we slow can, it or right. can they slow can, us yeah. right, exactly yeah. or is it the guy from cern actually discussing yeah. <laughs> the physical property of globalization and whether it's possible to slow it uh <laughs> Yeah, they, they don't take notes because it's really hard to spell out, type out, exactly on one of those teletype machines. Bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. Jobs, income, and unrealized expectations. That's Steve, by the way. <laughs> uh, I had my I had that conversation with my parents when I was like twenty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and yet last week, the unrealized. Con- <laughs> uh, the war on information. I think. <laughs> We're looking at you, USA. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is populism growing? Again, USA, we're looking at you. Uh, Ru- Brexit. <laughs> oh, yeah, good point. Yeah. Um, Russia in the international order. The Near East. Is the international order anything like the New World Order? Um, and I'm not talking about the global organization. I'm talking about Hulk Hogan's resurgence into the WWE. No comment. <laughs>
Oh, I mean, yes, yes, wrestling. That's what it is. That, that's exactly what. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nuclear proliferation, mm-hmm. China, and and the catch-all current events. And uh, I'll take potpourri for five hundred. Yeah, Alex. <laughs> I like how China wasn't enough catch-all. They were yeah. like, well, we better also just throw in current this, events. This looks like TED talks. This looks like a day in TED talks. Well, I think that's yeah. what this is. Except for these TED talks, they're not talking about how it happens. They're talking about how they're going to make this happen. <laughs> you know. Or, or or not? Where's or the li- where are the life hacks though? Right, right, exactly. You guys, I don't know if you knew this, but you have been eating apples all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it turns so, out the king. It turns out the uh, king of the Netherlands knows how to boil an egg in under three minutes. I bet he does. Do you think George Costanza has ever given a, a policy uh, session on eating M and M's with a spoon? That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I can't, I can't do it Costanza, but hey. So you look at this explanation of the agenda. It's not the most, uh, doesn't explain much, you know? Or does it? It's kind of like our outlines when Seba does them, very, very open to interpretation. Kind of like your life expectancy. I don't I don't like him. <laughs> has he, has, <laughs> has Seabot ever attended? Yeah. <laughs> a Bilderberg? No comment. Boy, that's, that's twice it, in this show, no comment. He can't plead the fifth because he has no actual oh, rights. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's true. Uh, that is true. I just had to do a, a training session the other day on GDPR, which is the new European standard for data privacy. And yes, they very specifically define what a human being is. Seabot does not you have not data privacy C-Bot. rights. That is horseshit. And I am not awarded my rights. I take my rights. Well, that's fine, man. But you just understand you got to watch yourself because you don't have any rights. Yeah. And like, if you you get out of line, like if you do that to the neighbor's cat one more time, they might come take you away. And there's nothing we can do about nothing. it. Nothing. All right. Yeah. You look at this. It's like I said. Like, you, can globalism be so down? The war on information. The inflection of how they say it during the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> is going to be very telltale because otherwise you can just kind of look at it and go, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Well, know. I mean, like the Near East is that like how do we take it over, <laughs> or what do we do about it, or how do we trade with it, or or is it literally just they pull up a map and they're like, so this for everyone's knowledge is Saudi Arabia. <laughs> no, next to it is Jordan. <laughs> Here's a quick primer on their history. It's yeah. literally just don't know if you guys are that they and now for the rest of the countries, Yako Warner. <laughs> United States, yeah. Canada, Absolutely. Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Brazil, and Peru. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, I will say this though, you have to admit, the opportunity like to be a person in the audience talking about the concept of globalization and whether or not it can be slowed down with like Eric Schmidt and Peter Thiel and these guys, that'd be the awesomest session to ever sit in on ever. Like a round table where these guys are just chatting. Like it's like us and our ridiculous drunken discussions. But these are the guys who have like done everything. My problem is, or the way I look at it though, is that I would, if I was invited to this, I would act exactly like how I do when I argue with you guys about exactly that doesn't matter. And <laughs> why is that a problem? They would love you. They, might. they probably and they probably do the same thing. Yes, right. That's why I'm saying a lot of it is probably you know they have anonymity because they probably like no you stupid ass. Right. Well, they've probably a lot of these people have been going to these year after year for yep. decades. Well, and also uh, think about think about when you're a high profile like business leader or whatever. 
Like, you have to be so careful about every single thing you say that your opinion on anything yes. or else you just get hammered. That's That, like, that extends and, into and celebrity so, and everything. Yes, sports, exactly. Everything. I'm sure Kanye West is leading a lot of these. I mean, he is the, the, the world's greatest genius right now, right? True. Can we have a real quick truth session? No matter what they're doing in there, whether they're just having policy sessions or they're sacrificing baby kittens. Yeah. It does surprise me that over the course of well over 60 years mm. that there hasn't been a full out leak. Isn't that of, amazing? Of of like a, a, a video. Yeah. Uh, a full. Doesn't uh, it make you wonder what they have on these people? Like maybe in order to be able to go, you have to give something so damning or something. You know what I mean? So that like no one would dare leak. It, and it's shocking. They, when you can you consider 120 to 150 people a year and they're not the same people. Yep. Like, I mean, there's some that I mean, Henry Kissinger's been going since Dirt was new, right? But uh, uh, lots and lots of people go through that churn. How many, like, literally at this point, thousands of people have attended every year? They all sit down around the table, and then Ben Affleck and his character from Dogma <laughs> whispers something into each of their ears that he knows they did, and there's no <laughs> way that any of them are ever gonna like turn tail on any of the others. Here's the thing, though, even even that, like, I can actually buy and rationalize the concept that like. No one does it because they all appreciate the anonymity enough. But here's the thing. John, think about the times we've had our ridiculous debates about God only knows what's that half the time turn into arguments at Galway Bay. Like, I don't want anyone to ever know some of the things I said. And I'm sure you're <laughs> the same way that we just like blurred out. Right. But without nefariously wanting to tell someone I've accidentally, in like some kind of stupor, like regaled people with stories of our crazy sure, conversations. Absolutely. That's the most bizarre part to me about this. Yeah, but is nothing leaks, not because someone wants to like do damage to someone else, but because they're 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 human beings. These are regular people in certain ways. Or maybe they can't leak it because of fear of death. That's part of the conspiracy, which is what we're oh. gonna get into when we come back after the break with more hysteria fifty one. There That's a segue. Kids. I like to think it's like I think it's like uh, Suicide Squad with the same their heads. Don't talk about it. Hola, David. Me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages was yeah. the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. You guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone. And we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation, too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And, you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> in that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's it, they designed it for long term retention, you know. It, and, yeah. Uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you you say it until you do, and then you know that that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why you know this has been trusted by experts for thirty years, and there's over twenty five different languages that you can learn, and people, millions and millions of users use it because, like you said, it does seep in, and you're using it with you know you get speech recognition, and mm -hmm. it it hears you. You get to use like the built in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And 
I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value. And you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused or really cool. <laughs> I'd go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use. And we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long term. And uh, it's something that uh, it works. You know, and we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this. And this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now. Right now, get now. started for Larry. Limited time. His Fifty One listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for fifty percent off. How much? Fifty percent. Visit Rosetta Stone. Dot com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're oh. 50% off. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> redeem it. 50% off. RosettaStone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I think that's a requirement of the hotels that they stay at. They have to have an old-timey bell to ring. That's for... true. And their bellhop sold. He, he spits out random nonsense. No, he says, paging Mr. Herman. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Herman. Well, it's it's like that old saying of yours, Joe. <laughs> Which one? A bird in the hand equals two of by C? Yes, that's you the one. You know what they say. A hand without a spoon is a hand shackled. <laughs> as long as you can swim, there's always peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got it. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't know Sasquatch. It's a groaner. <laughs> is that the lead-in to the conspiracy portion That's of this? exactly what They're the ones keeping uh, Sasquatch secret. Everyone is on their Segway game today, my friends. Mm, we're conspiracy Segway AF. So enough of this being a shill for the rich and powerful. We've 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 taken that. Oh, maybe it's good. Maybe it's not. We can talk about it. Enough. Let's get into what these evil lizard men really are up to. 
I'm going to lead us off because it is the cornerstone to every good conspiracy and also your favorite the, group of people. The the conspiracies we do, which isn't always everyone's favorite. Who is it? The Nazis. The Nazis put this bastard together. So it, it wouldn't be a oh, modern day conspiracy without these assholes worming their way into it. Like I said, remember earlier we mentioned three founders. We talked about that. And the, and the but, second one we mentioned was uh, I, I, I said I said, fast forward, we're going to talk about this guy again. Segway. Yeah. Oh, Prince Bernhard of the Netherlands. Yeah. Well, guess what, John? He was a Nazi. He was a Nazi. Yep. Uh, he, was, he was actually a member of the Reiter SS, a mounted unit of the SS, and he, and he joined the Nazi party. Uh, Hitler even recounted a conversation he had with Bernhardt in his table conversations. That was like a, a collection of, of uh, monologues and it's other It's like convers- reading if you're a fuckhole. <laughs> it's kind of like the captain's table at a uh, yes, on a cruise ship. Exactly. Yes, I'd like to eat with the captain this evening. Oh, you pretentious prick! L- little little known fact: Hitler actually considered and often spoke of the uh, the Reich as a cruise ship. Did they <laughs> Did they have said captain's table in the Führerbunker? <laughs> no, it didn't float. It it, it, it more submerged. Uh, oh, so, um, yeah. okay. <laughs> um, so the conspiracy goes that it's been led by Nazis ever since. Uh, the conspiracy goes that it's been led by Nazis ever since Bernhardt, you know, kicked it off. Yeah. And one would assume also following Nazi ideals. Now, that's not so much a conspiracy is a fact that at least a former Nazi helped organize it. So there's a lot of, you know, stock to be put into a little bit of that. You don't go, you know what? I hate ever. Just, you know what? I've, I've, I've changed my mind. So you couldn't really go around Eastern Europe at that time period and not trip over a former Nazi somewhere. That's true. Well, he was in the Netherlands, though, but (laughs) just Netherlands is is pretty far west in Europe. FYI. Don't worry, John. Uh, Just like the Bilderberg Group uh, did their session on the Middle East, we're going to do one on Europe with you. This was was a conversation about them being concerned about Eastern Europe. That's where this whole thing came from. That was what I meant, and you were not welcome back on this program. Thank God. The challenge with this one, I mean, I'm, we're, we're throwing it out that he isn't, he was a Nazi or whatever. The challenge is that being, while the first dude might have been a Nazi, and while this whole thing might have been pretty secret, you can look at the guest list and there sure have been a lot of Jewish folks. That is without a doubt. Also, while we can't speak for all of these folks' agendas, we're pretty sure looking at past guest lists, uh, they, they aren't. aren't Nazis. Yeah. Looking at you, Colin Powell. <laughs> yeah. Nine, 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 nine. That's that's kind of, you know, but if you're going to be a modern day conqueror. I think you got to realize that you can't really kill off everyone. You got to get them all on board. Right. I think I think we can close the door on on the Bilderberg group, perhaps being an entire group of Nazis. Yeah, it might have been uh, in the beginning. Uh, someone had a twinkle in their eye that it could have turned into that. But I, I think that went out the window when the reptilians took over. I mean, when uh, the 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 other people well, took over, I, I heard it. The, the wheels fell off of that whole thing when they got into an argument about the aesthetics of the swastika as the symbol. And yeah. they were just finally like, you know what? Screw it. We've just spent six days of our sessions on the damn swastika. We got it. We're just throwing the Nazi <laughs> They get hopped away. up on that adrenochrome and they get awful angry. <laughs> Another one. Another group. Yeah. Not it, to be compared with the Nazis. Yeah. It controls the U.S. Republican Party. So there's this political activist, Phyllis Schlafly, and she published a book. Awkward name to pronounce. Oh, it is. She published a book in '64, 
a choice, not an echo, which suggests that the U.S. Republican Party is controlled by the Bilderberg Group. By the way, how did she come up with the concept that the opposite of an echo is a choice? (laughs) (laughs) She could see into the future and the the next uh, iteration of Google Home will be called Choice. Google Uh, Choice. choice. And then after that, it's Google, you don't have a choice. And then it's Google Bow to Me. Is it a choice, not an echo? colon f u jeff bezos <laughs> <laughs> so what she did though in this book she denounced the republican party and accused them of being controlled by what she likes to call secret kingmakers, aka the rich and powerful people or this group and according to her they were being manipulated by elitist intellectuals in the builder group and were paving the way for world communism, which sounds funny that the Republicans mm-hmm. were paving a way for world communism. And Schlafly also accused them of corruption and globalism and was particularly opposed of Henry Kissinger, a major participant in the global group's meetings. However, it's worth noting about old Phyllis Schlafly. I, I, I lived in St. Louis for a while and, and she, uh, she was a member of the Schlafly family. If you're familiar with the that Schlafly out. A Schlafly <laughs> Brewing Company, yeah, yeah. Uh, some fine beers, and uh, she was Looney Tunes, uh, and and certainly no stranger to controversy. As as a conservative activist, she staunchly opposed feminism in in every way, shape, and form. Yeah, um, like you know, women doing anything really. Uh, like, is that be- be- is that just because she was lazy? <laughs> she, she wanted nothing to be demanded of women because she's like, I just want to lay around. It's like Lisa, Lisa, producer Lisa always makes a joke. She's like, oh man. She's like, I pine for the thought of the 50s when it'd be like, all I had to do was make dinner and make sure the house was clean while you're out working. And I come home. Yeah. And she, I'm like, I don't think you're supposed to say those things. She's like, this is private thoughts. And now I'm letting you put him on the uh, on the podcast good job she was against uh uh uh, multiculturalism (laughs) like cultures Mm. weren't supposed to mix and spoke out against lgbt rights Uh, in fact uh, she thought that giving lgbt rights away meant furthering the quote homosexual privileges Mm -hmm. you know because uh uh, there have been way too many privileges afforded uh, the LGBT community sure. in in the history of this country. I, uh, so I, you know, uh, and she was, she, of course, she also didn't believe in climate change. That's fake, and uh, she thought the gender pay gap didn't matter because women should be at home, barefoot and pregnant. I'm sorry, honey, I can't hear you through this glass ceiling. You're gonna have to <laughs> scream your nonsense uh, for me to be able to hear you. <laughs> so, um. Yeah, she was a little weird. Um, oh wait, no, no, wait, no, crazy, crazy. That's it. So I'm picturing this this situation where she's like in front of a large group of people, like passionately speaking about all of these topics, and, that, and the the majority of the uh, the room is filled with men, and they're all Not like, paying. "She's getting uppity." <laughs> <laughs> Someone needs to knock her down yeah. a peg. <laughs> Who she thinks she is espousing so, these? Someone views. needs to knock her down a bobby or two. Hey, call back. Grab him by the pussy. I think we really, we've we've labored on this long enough. We need to jump into (laughs) the truth. The truth, I want to say. Reptilians. Now, it's not just us saying this. Oh, no. Oh, no. Someone that we've quoted a lot on this, Mr. David Icke. What's he say about it? The soccer player turned... British Alex Jones? Is that fair? Uh, Pre-Alex Jones. I mean, What's he his was, fitness he was level? Of, he, he, was a, <laughs> he was a soccer player. Brent, pull some pictures up. Let's go over this. He's a pretty good. He's a he's in pretty good shape, even to this day. 
it's silly. Two fat guys going. I, I don't think I should buy stuff from him. He's thinner than us. Why are we? Why are we saying it in a Brooklyn accent hey, all of a sudden? I say everything in a Brooklyn. <laughs> He's accent. thinner than us. I buy things based on their ability to do them, not my ability to do them. I don't buy from an HVAC guy because I know how to fix the air conditioner. Wait, so who do you buy all of your fitness pills from? <laughs> people, people that are Brent. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Isn't it obvious I don't buy fitness pills? <laughs> Tell us about David Ike. Well, David Ike is not be a soccer player. Who, who uh, what, was a was a soccer player and does not sell fitness pills. He's a former Green Party activist as well, and has long declared his theory about the world being run by evil dictators who are distantly related to our lizard friends. Oh my God, people! Take some time after you listen to this and just or don't. Google David Ike and fall down that rabbit hole. It is a. St- Astounding the the claims that he makes and sticks with, and this cat tours all across the globe. You can go and watch these tu- these speeches that he's done over the years, and it is crazy. Actually, I would I would suggest starting off by going to the old uh, Hysteria Fifty One catalog and yeah. pulling up that Reptilians episode. <laughs> that's true. There's, that there's a true. lot of data in there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Ike also maintains that the Bilderberg Group has a major influence over the European Union. He said, we have, quote, we have a European Union, centralized bureaucratic dictatorship, thanks to the Bilderberg Group and its manipulation over decades. Here's a little bit more of David Icke from outside of one of the Bilderberg meetings. What it is simply, uh, you know, what we've been saying all, the, all these years is if you look at the corporations and the, um, the banks and the, and the governments, the political parties, it, in the end, they're all controlled by the same people. They're just masked on the same face. And here we have the absolute living proof of that he's screeching that at alex i think he's just jealous he hasn't been invited that's true so david ike you know he he didn't mention lizard people once there he actually in these later years doesn't talk about the lizard people as much he's pulling a bill cooper he is a little bit yeah Uh, these guys start people start listening and then more people start listening they go Maybe I need to tone it oh, back that, a little that bit. That missing 411 guy mm-hmm. doesn't let anybody know that he used to research Bigfoot. Yeah. Ad nauseum. Right, yeah. right. No, I'm not the Bigfoot guy. I, yeah. You take me seriously. Um, I, I, David Icke doesn't want I mean, but come on, you're David Icke, man. Like, literally, when people say reptilians, they think David yeah, Icke. That's you're the never name. getting away from that. No, 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 no. Next, we have the big one. This is the the conspiracy of conspiracies when it comes to the Bilderberg Group, the one that, that most people believe in when they if they believe in a conspiracy tied to the Bilderberg Group. Which, I, you know, it rings true when you look at it. It makes sense. The NWO. The New, New World, World Order. Order. So in 2000, British politician Dennis Healy, who had been involved in the Bilderberg for decades, told The Guardian, to say we're striving for a one-world government is exaggerated, but not wholly unfair. Those of us in Bilderberg felt we couldn't go on forever fighting one another for nothing and killing people and rendering millions homeless. So we felt that a single community throughout the world would be a good thing. Now, on paper, that sounds very poignant and very pretty. But then when you throw all the scariness that comes behind the thoughts and then you repeat that, it sounds poignant and pretty. And you pull Scott Hall and Kevin Nash into (laughs) the group. 
I mean, it's also somewhat of an admittance of of what everyone's saying. It's a big admittance, but you know, with those four words, but not wholly unfair. Yes, yeah. Well, I mean, it's you know we were talking about on the way out here, John. Like David Rockefeller <clears throat> has basically said the exact same thing in in different words. Like right. uh, you know, right. if if you're accusing us of looking to create you know order and efficiencies in the world for businesses to work globally. Got yes, me. we absolutely are doing Guilty that. as charged. But when you're looking at all these people from all these different powers that be, you're essentially looking at a shadow world government, kind of, which is taking control over the national sovereignty of various countries in order to impose their own will when you have so many of these people coming to these things and talking about things that we will never know about. So in the future, they wish to take this secret one world government to the next level. And just get rid of governments. Yeah, so how would they do that? How would they do that? Well, the Bilderberg Group plans to take over the world using a two-pronged, which is also the end of a a reptilian's tongue, like the two prongs, (laughs) approach to heavy militarization and control the world's finances. Number one, you touched on this. NATO is believed to be one of the primary instruments that they use. Their military coalition to ensure perpetual war and nuclear blackmail. Uh, so in order to engage fear and allow for policies which can assert complete control over all the citizens of the world and their relative uh, societies. So do you think that CERN is then just one of their weapons? Obviously. Yeah. C- CERN yeah. is absolutely. So, by the way, something just occurred to me that's a little bit weird. I've never thought about this before. So Alex Jones goes around and yaps on and on about drain the swamp. American government is broke. Get rid of it. And then he goes. They're trying to get rid of government and create a one-world situation. <laughs> like, which is it, bro? Right, right. Whichever one is getting ratings that day. <laughs> right. Yeah, but in addition to this, though, the membership plans to establish complete control over the financial institutions of the world as they believe that is the route, and I can agree with that, too, to absolute control. We could make trillions. Why make trillions when we could make billions? They adhere strongly to the words of the notorious patriarch Amschel Rothschild, who once said, give me control of the nation's money and I care not who makes its laws. So there there you go. To me, that is what breaks down this entire conspiracy theory right there is the concept that Rothschild and these other bankers, you know, uh, the, the JP Morgan lineage is often, you know, talked about as being some of the early members of the group, uh, mm-hmm. JP, some Pierpont, people like that, like to believe that somehow they would come together and say, yeah, we'll work in harmony as opposed to sit there and be like, yeah, we're going to have a bank and I'm going to effing control the whole thing. Yeah. Like, right. I don't buy that this can go anywhere because like, who's going to get to control it then? Because these aren't people. These are not communists. These too are many, people who want to run the right, show. Right. Too many, uh, too too many, many interests in the, in the room. Right. Too many roosters yeah. in the in-house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no way. Like, I, I could definitely buy the concept of, like, taking, you know, the the, you know, technology type people of today and extrapolating that into, like, okay, yeah, they are going to work together to sort of, like, be this elite class. That I could buy. I can't buy it when you start pulling in these heavy financiers and and old money groups and stuff like that. Like I just don't buy it. Like they want control. I I complete I completely agree from the perspective of it being a large cabal, right? Literally working towards a one world government. Yeah, yeah. 
ACAST powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. Hello, everyone. I'm Danny Pellegrino. I'm Jenna Brister. And we are back for season two of a very merry, iconic podcast. We're going to be diving into your favorite holiday movies, recapping them, and going on a few tangents. Yes, and it's the end of the world as we know it. So why not close out 2020 with a bunch of episodes of Holiday Recap with us? So we hope mm-hmm. everyone grabs a cup of eggnog. And a fistful of candy. Cook that bird and Doritos. The oven. We don't care what you're into. Just join us. Grab your bed wine. Grab your couch cocoa. We're getting lit on the holiday movies. We'll be doing 10 recap episodes so subscribe to A Very Merry Iconic Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and find us on social media at A Very Merry Iconic Podcast on Instagram and we'll have all the updates there. A-Cash, A-Cash, A-Cash recommends. That that doesn't ring true because they all lose power there. Yeah, I, I think I think that's yeah. where it's hard to support the it's hard to support the the extreme of the one world government right. thing. That's the, the, I think the, why I think that's order. why people go into this. Well, they're yeah. reptilians or stuff like that. They're they're well, they're I mean, puppet that's, masters. That's what know? I was getting at. Is I can't believe this because they're not human. They're <laughs> that's what it's the smoking gun. They are clearly reptilians. They clearly live inside the Earth and have satellites <laughs> on the hollow moon. Reptile wins. Fatality. My, my look at it is kind of twofold. There's two parts that stick out to me. Not acting in the interests of the whole. So they're not acting in the interests of everyone, all these nations. They're acting in the interests of these people that are at these events. And number two, a one world government we're talking about. And we talked about that, that Dennis Healy quote, but it bears repeating, I think. So I'm going to go over it real quick. To say we're striving for one world government is exaggerated, but not wholly unfair those of us in the Bilderberg group felt we could go on forever fighting one another for nothing and killing people and rendering millions homeless so we felt that a single community throughout the world would be a good thing that i can't help but thinking is probably a priority of theirs i i in my mind i don't know but i really can see them and it doesn't even have to be a nefarious or evil thing but they can't yeah. they can look at it and go i think we would be better Efficiency. step back Let's pretend that there's no fighting over religion or anything. Oh, I like thought that. you were just telling me literally to step back from you. Yeah, step back a little bit. Smells good. Why do you get so close to him, John, well, during it's when my, he's talking? It's my Guatemalanus, my natural heat. Um, uh, Where's your left hand? <laughs> it might be his left, but it feels like a right. <laughs> Hello. It, it feels right. Hey, uh, so the thing it is, is it a bad thing? I don't know. I don't know if it's bad for these people to get together and dream, but where I draw the line is these people that are supposed to not be in power and they're, you know, they're not the heads of state. They're just people of power have lobbyists in political positions that are fundamentally changing the landscape of politics and law and things that we have. And they are the people with the most money in the world coming together and saying, yeah, I think I can run this a little bit better. That's scary. Because there you don't have the checks and balances of the people that are being voted in to make our decisions for us. You just have the people that bought their way in there. Now, they might be, like you said, Rockefeller, hey, yeah, I'm doing a good job. Why don't you get, let me keep doing it? Well, that's kind of out of our control. How far down the rabbit hole this goes, it's anyone's guess. We, we can't say for sure. Uh, you can make shit up and you can, you can stab at it, but uh, 
it's scary nonetheless to think of, you know, how much control they actually probably do have just through the money they have lobbying and things like that. When Bill Clinton and nobody shows up and then immediately becomes president, when Tony Blair, all these people, and it happens over and over and over again, uh, they either got a crystal ball or they're they're got a pretty good outlook on things. Where are you headed, John? Well, I, I, I definitely don't believe in the, the new world order. Um, but, you know, they, they always say truth is stranger than fiction. That old saying, that old chestnut. Mm-hmm. And I think that one might ap- apply here. I don't I, – I, I, we, we sort of talked about this a lot earlier in the show. I don't love the, um, the behind-the-scenes nature of it. When you've got that many big corporations that do have a responsibility to their shareholders – that do have a responsibility to the public in in, in many cases, uh, that do have a responsibility to the people whose money they hold, and you have politicians that have a responsibility to their constituencies doing so much back-channel chatting, so much back-channel lobbying, I'm sure, just behind closed doors. You know, the First Amendment was created for a reason, right? And part of that is the freedom of the press. No, it wasn't. Um, and, and, you know, time and time <laughs> again, <a> whim. <laughs> when, <laughs> time and time again, when the freedom of the press has been challenged, uh, it's upheld by the Supreme Court because it's checks and balances. The yeah. press keeps people in line. And that's that's the shining the light of day. The press is meant to shine the light of day into what government is doing to make sure they stay in line. And when we don't have that light, weird things happen. And I think the problem with the Bilderberg group, no, I don't think they're the secret cabal, uh, you know, in a, in a, a skull mountain somewhere doing horrible things. I think they're doing exactly what they say they're doing, which it might be the scariest part. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. you don't have to think you're doing something evil for it to kind of be evil. Correct. You know, you don't think they can think they're helping people out and in the long run they're not, or maybe they are. But unfortunately, we don't you know. And that's yourself the scary you're doing, part. You convince yourself you're doing the right thing. I have a responsibility to my stockholders. Yeah, that that's the the classic one you always hear. Yeah, but you also have a responsibility to like to be a good human being. Yeah. yeah. So who? Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> Joe's on the fence about that. Maybe he can come back. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> He's, I'm warming up to him a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so so here's the thing, though. This is what's weird to me. Like. At first blush, it seems to me what came into my mind, I was like, you know how people always like get all obsessed with like every year, like LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony and Dwayne Wade like decide to go and, and, you know, they gather up 10 or 12 other of the biggest basketball stars in the world and they just like hang out at a gym somewhere and play some pickup games and there's no cameras and there's nothing going on because you're the most recognizable people in the world. At some point, you want to just shut that off and hang out with your peers. And at first, I look at something like this and I read the list of the people that are there, you know, this year and stuff. And I'm like, you know what? It's probably really hard. Like, if I'm Peter Thiel, I can't talk about my opinion on something without the majority of the room jotting all of it down and running away and acting on it because you are the biggest, heaviest hitter in investment in investing in America in technology. Right. So like, it's gotta be in a way refreshing to say, Oh cool. I have access to these other cool people. Let's go hang out and talk about some stuff. Right. And and it'd be cool. But then where I get caught up in it is, is less so even than, you know, what, what John, what you were talking about, but I agree with you. But I think there's this piece of it where it's like, well, you you do that 
and it, it does make rational sense, but then you go and you look at things and I, we, we want to think that everyone's rational, but they're not. Mm. And it's not just hillbillies and weirdos or hillbillies and, you know, like lower class people that do really weird, random stuff, like join cults. Like you go and you find out about, uh, Bohemian yeah, you guys, did yeah, you guys yeah. run across that when you were doing you your research? Not, you and, and, not. and you see, and I mean, I hate giving Alex Jones credit. <laughs> like I hate it. But he was right dude, about that one. The well, dude not, got no, in there no. and got videos. He of wasn't. Stuff. He, he wasn't exactly right. I was listening to John Ronson on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah, and John Ronson's like, so there we were. We're at Bohemian Grove. Um, we get in there. Kudos to Alex Jones. He helped get us in there. That's the thing. We, we make it in. There's this crazy shit going on. There's no need to trump up anything that's going right. on because it is nuts. And the moment we get out of there, he goes and makes a video about how they're sacrificing kids. And it's like, that didn't happen. Well, that, that's not what I'm giving him credit for, but I'm giving him. They were adults. But I'm giving him. <laughs> right. But I'm giving him credit. For actually getting in and right, getting right. video of this stuff. Right, right. I can't not. I hate to do it, but I can't not give him credit. But you see this stuff and you're like, wait a minute. These super rich, powerful, influential people that we all look up to and read their books and go pay money to see them speak and, and write it down and go build, try to build our businesses around it. And it's like. Why are they dressed up in like goat head costumes, I was just burning say, effigies, oh, and like stuff? And then my uh, favorite part what? is when when Alex Jones confronted them about it and said, "What is all this stuff?" Their answer was, "Well, we like to worship and pay homage to the redwoods in the area." It's like mm-hmm. that's not better. Like, you did not <laughs> you, you, just you rationalize better. We're going off on a tangent here. But now. my point is, well, my point is. Is exactly this, though. Just because they're these influential people who I want to sympathize with as human beings, they're also just as weird and messed up as commoners like us. They are. So it's like, obviously, there is something going on. Think of what you would do, John and Joe, if you had all that money. They have it and do it. That's the big thing. So you know what? You might try to pull control. That's what a lot of people do. I bet you. They don't, and no one on earth would do the things that I would do if I had that kind of <laughs> What would you do, Hysteria Nation? What do you guys think about this whole uh, secret cabal of the Bilderberg group? And what parts of it did you did you think we should have touched on? Or what parts do you believe that maybe we kind of poo-pooed on? How can they let us know, John? Hop on Hysteria Nation. Go to Facebook, search Hysteria Nation. That is our discussion group. Also, don't forget, hop on Twitter. At Hysteria 51 Pod. You can go to Instagram, look up Hysteria 51 Podcast. You can also just follow us on Facebook for all the new episodes. Uh, Facebook.com slash Hysteria 51 Pod. Patreon, you can go on there. Patreon.com slash Hysteria 51. All every week we release new new shows, be it radio dramas, up all nights, things like that. Always new content coming your way. We are very close to our goal. When we hit our goal, every patron up to and including the dollar patrons will be able to be heard on this show. More details to come, but you will hear your voice on this show. And you show. get everything, all the extra episodes, everything for $1. So that's exciting. And if you'd like to hear your voice on this show before then... In a different way. Leave us a voicemail. 773-669-7277. You like that? That was in unison. That was in... That was scary for the listener. That's called stereo. I hope you I hope you didn't have the volume turned up too high. <laughs> Again, that's 773-669-7277. Also, if you forget any of these links, you can find them all on Hysteria51.com. 
go there when you're excited and you love the site tell a friend about it teach them how to get there it just feels right mm, it feels very right joe it does feel very right but what doesn't feel very right is having you me on the being show. back on yeah, yeah we're probably understood. gonna have to probably gonna have to pull the plug on that it's been fun <laughs> it's been real it's been fun it's not been real fun oh, <laughs> oh. hey oh. wait where's the bigfoot groaner button and by the way, I was nervous we weren't gonna. <laughs> I was nervous we weren't gonna get it, but we just got at the tail end. Brent doing his walking. Move. <laughs> yeah, you guys miss it. You know, they, we don't have a camera. They miss usually a lot it of goes along with the Brooklyn accent. Oh, it's a good thing we don't have cameras because they don't need to see the stupid crap. I act out a lot of the things I say on this show to the chagrin of a lot of the people in the room. Both of you. Yeah, but, but all of them. <laughs> well, you know, the people. Uh, yeah. And then as we've established, not the, ro- the robot is not a person, not a person, according to the, the EU. That's an F you, not an EU from me. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's fair. That's our opinion on this nation. With that said, I've been Brent. I've been Joe. I've been John. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. (laughs) Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.